0: Now here's the man that needs no introduction. Hey,
1: everybody, it's uh, Jim here. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Hey, everybody, it's uh, Jim here. i always wanted to do this. Hey, everybody, it's uh, Jim here. What's your connection to Parkinson's disease? Hey, everybody, it's uh, Jim here. Ah, sorry, that's my foot. I'll do better next time. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Spinning Wheels Parkinson's Conversations with Jim here podcast. Before we begin, I'd like to remind everybody that the podcast is brought to you in part by PDT, the healing power of tea applied to Parkinson's. For more information, go to PDT.com. I'm Jim here from Ottawa, Ontario, uh, joined by my friend Mike Logrim back in Toronto, Ontario. Today's guest, I am so thankful and grateful that she has agreed to come on to the podcast with us. We met her briefly in Kindersley, Saskatchewan in person and a couple of times online. I'd like to welcome from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Janine L.A. Janine, thank you very much for coming on the podcast.
0: You're welcome. Pleased to be here.
1: So Janine, let's, uh, let's jump right into it. Tell us a little bit about your Parkinson's journey so far.
0: Okay, Uh, I started out with Peter Pointer. If I'd put it in a certain position, it would start to waggle sideways. And I thought that's kind of weird, and it stayed off and on for a couple of years. And then I developed really, really tight shoulders. Like now I know it's rigidity, but I had real shoulder pain. But we were renovating the house, and I thought, oh, it's the carpentry work. But then a couple other fingers joined the Peter Pointer and I thought, hmm, got to get this looked after. So it was a GP sent me to uh, for shoulder physio first. And then when that didn't seem to help, then I saw a neurologist and he said, well, you came here for the tremor. But he said, you've got hallmark symptoms in anxiety and constipation, which I went, oh, wow. I didn't know anything about Parkinson's, and it was quite traumatic. I was uh, 56, so eight and a half years ago, and I thought, gee, this is pretty young. But I mean, once you get into the Parkinson's group, you know that that's not that young. I mean, a buddy was 48, another one 40, and I thought, gee, I still had young kids at home when I was 40, so suck it up, buttercup, and get on with it. Pretty soon, within six weeks or so, I was at the Parkinson's exercise program here in Saskatoon, and I went to my first support group meeting within two months, I would say. So you have to settle down a little bit. You look into it a little bit, and you know you're not going to die tomorrow. You'd find out that the more proactive you are and looking after yourself, the better off you are. I've done fairly well, I would say.
1: I would agree. I just met you briefly, but I think you're doing amazing. Tell me a little bit more about the exercise program in Saskatoon.
0: Yeah, we're very fortunate to have it. And it's run through Saskatchewan Health Authority. So it's only $30 a month, which is almost nothing for gym time. And that's three times a week.
1: $30 a month? Tell me more about that.
0: Yeah, it's uh, the only drawback is it's not a whole lot of cardio unless you make yourself do the cardio. It's 20 minutes of a lead exercise. So it's mats Mondays. And that's when we do core exercise work. Then weights Wednesdays. And we do a functional weight program with the, uh, you know, deadlifts and uh, squats, rows, and whatever these are called. I can't remember. With weight. Painful. Painful. <laughs> it used to be. Or my children uh, yes. those are the four main exercises to be able to keep getting off a chair, go to of bed, off the toilet, and some strength too. We do that on Wednesdays, and then it's fun Fridays, which mostly not fun. I mean it's kind of fun, but we just don't know what they're going to do. You might be working with uh, urban poles or um, tubing, doing certain walking things, so. It's always good for us, but the cardio, you have to force yourself to do heavy walking, fast walking on the track, or there are rowing machines, new step machines, uh, ellipticals. So I don't know what you're like, but I need to be in a group to be motivated. I know I should do things on my own, but I'm, I'm not very good at it. So we are very fortunate to have that in, in the city.
1: I think it's really important that we're able to push ourselves. How many people are, you know, on average, normally in a class with you?
0: Well, we have two different groups. We're at a dozen to fifteen in the two groups. I've been doing it for eight years now. I also belong to um, the Parkinson's Wellness Program in Victoria. Because we used to live in Victoria and I spend every February out there. So I do three times a week with them as well. And they're big on cardio. They really, their Rocksteady Boxing has lots of cardio, their fitness class. And I also do the singing class with them. Singing is good for us because it keeps our throat and swallowing muscles in shape. So it's a good thing. And then I also do. Walking as fast as I can for four blocks and then regular for two. And I repeat that five times. It's about three and a half kilometers or so. But that no. makes you huff and puff. So, Oh, my Dr. Blom, yeah, totally, totally. You know Boss Bloem in, uh, in the Netherlands? Yes. Yeah. He's the one who says you've got to huff and puff. You can't just take it easy when you're exercising. And the
1: province of Saskatchewan has three times a week exercise classes. What else do you do to you know try to build community and live as, as best you can with Parkinson's?
0: Well, the support group, I'm chair of the support group, so that's one big thing. But mostly is that I've never tried to hide my Parkinson's. And I've always talked to people who don't have Parkinson's about it. Mm-hmm. I mentioned symptoms. I Try to, let's not teach, but let people know more and more of us are going to be diagnosed with this disease. I don't want them to be so scared of it as I was. You know that you can live with it and you can live pretty well with it for quite a few years. My pet phrase is it's getting harder to ignore each year, but you can definitely keep on living.
1: I'd like to know a little bit more about uh, the support group that you, uh, that you chair. Uh,
0: it's once a month. And we are lucky that the uh, one of the care homes gives us a large meeting room for free each month. Yeah. And uh, we meet every month except July. We take a little break in July. Last night, we had 40 people out. I'm usually doing a few little announcements. We do a kind of a mental, physical challenge. Do a bit of a get up and stretch and move a little bit before. And then we had a presenter who was speaking mostly for the caregivers, but about maintaining hope in uh, in Parkinson's. Sorry, I have a fruit life. About maintaining hope in uh, in Parkinson's. Sorry, I have a fruit life.
1: You get 40 people out to... A group.
0: generally it's 30 or 40 people our yeah. emails go out to about 120 people we've had 50 we've had 70 80 at our christmas party so wow yeah
1: i mean yeah what is what a great community yeah. You know, i'm going to tell you that saskatchewan is one of my favorite prophets when we were coming through on the spinning wheels tour last year british columbia was great it had the views in the mountains Alberta was very good as well. We met some really nice people. But there was something about Saskatchewan.
0: And here's the ever-popular segment. Jim's Spinning
1: Wheels Tour Flashback. And it really was in, in Kindersley. Drove two hours to see us. Uh, you and I took a selfie or an Aussie uh, in Kindersley at the silent auction and the the, uh, the barbecue. And I know that you know, community is important for people with Parkinson's, but also the the community in Saskatchewan seems to be uh, just as important. Uh, Parkinson's or not, how do you think it's different for women to experience Parkinson's as opposed to men, or 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 is there a difference?
0: Well, one of the big differences, I, you know, certainly I was post menopausal. I don't know the differences for women before them. We still look after the house, pretty much. No, we still are doing the laundry and most of the cooking in most households. That would be quite a difference, I think, if that, if you didn't have to get that meal on the table every day. It would make a difference, I think, for me. Those sorts of things are, you know, my husband is a great caregiver. He still looks after the cars and the outdoors, you know, really well. But being the one who does those sorts of things, I love it when a meal will last for another night or two.
1: When you started off eight years ago, what's the difference between where you thought you would be uh, eight years into it and where you actually are eight
0: years into it? I thought I would be in far worse shape. I really did. Yeah. You know, I knew Michael J. Fox was doing well, but he was an outlier. And I knew one man from my hometown who went fairly quickly. So that was my touchstones. You know, it, it, I didn't really have an idea, but I thought it would be a far shorter journey. The gravity of the symptom is more... On the non-motor side, than the motor side, but um, I'm doing way better than I thought I would.
1: Lots of my symptoms with Parkinson's are the non-motor things, and and I deal with anxiety a lot. And and I we've been talking, and I know that that's one of the things with you.
0: I've been a nervous Nelly all my life, so. To find out, I was on an anti-anxiety dose, low dose, before I was diagnosed with Parkinson's. And I tried to go off of it. And the neurologist said, don't try to go off of it. I would have been prescribing it in the next little while here. So just keep on with it. So anxiety kind of fit the picture. It didn't know it was part of Parkinson's, but it fit. How
1: has your definition of Parkinson's expanded by being part of it?
0: Well, it's almost night and day from what I thought of Parkinson's before. We have to buy into this idea that you can do something to slow down your Parkinson's. You know, it's a tough job (laughs) if you have to force yourself to be sociable and force yourself exercise because I exercise way more since I was diagnosed than I did before.
1: What benefits do you see from people who have just like who show up just a couple of times? What, What do you see they get from the sport group?
0: Well, it's so good to be with people who know what you're talking about. One fellow says, yeah, we all speak the same language. You don't have to go into Great, great detail because half of them are feeling the same thing that you're feeling, at least some of those symptoms. But it's that um, feeling that you're not alone. Every support group is that way. You know, you're not alone in this journey. It's going to be difficult at the end, but it's it's normal. It's We understand what it's going to be, and we're here to help you through it.
1: Hey, everybody. Uh, While well, we uh, we here at the Spinning Wheels Parkinson's Conversation with Jim here podcast, we'd really like to thank Janine Alain from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, for coming on today's podcast. You know what, Janine, we met briefly in generously Saskatchewan last year. She drove two hours to see us. This is best she can. She's got a very positive attitude. But more than that, she's actually involved in her community right? She runs the support group in Saskatoon. I think Janine is an excellent example of living as best you can with Parkinson's, having a very positive attitude, but being realistic about what Parkinson's disease actually is. So I'm very grateful Janine came on today's podcast and uh, we hope that you liked it too. Until next time, And there definitely will be a next time, right? Keep doing what you're doing. Thanks, everybody. We would really appreciate it if you would share this podcast with just one other person, right? Just one. Say, hey, check out this episode or check out this podcast. We would sincerely appreciate that. Spinning Wheels, Parkinson's Conversations with Jim here is brought to you in part by PDT. The healing power of tea applied to Parkinson's. Learn more at pdt.com.
0: Spinning Wheels, Parkinson's Conversations with Jim here is a podcast produced by Jim Redman and Mike Logren. This podcast is not intended to replace the assistance of your personal medical professionals and should not be relied upon for medical advice. For more information, go to spinningwheelstour.ca.